Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on. because Feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> Dug on it, folks. Not the way we wanted to start, but uh, we're going to press on as we do here. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Dugson, with my buddy, Kev Huggin-Duggan. Hey, guys. How are you? Let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. <laughs> I know. He doesn't have anything to say. His face <laughs> says it all. Says it say all. no more, Kyle. Uh, all right, gang. Well, <laughs> we are going to obviously talk about everything that happened this past Sunday, both good and bad. Uh, we've got a fan focus lined up and a... God Almighty, <laughs> just just one of the biggest ass Bolt fans I think I've ever seen on this show. So yeah. uh, we will waste no time. Let's start it off here at the top. Um, do I mean? Do we want to talk at all about our our trip, our experience, yeah, what we did, yeah. what happened? Uh, that was like, the start with some positives. Yeah, that was yeah. the highlight of the whole weekend for sure. We got on a plane. Adam and I did, mm-hmm. and we flew out to visit. Kai and Kai. boy, were our arms tired. Oh man, there's a lot of flying. <laughs> Four hours of it. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh. Um, but we Look. got to hang out with with Coach and co- you know Mom Coach. Yes. We got the whole, we got the whole setup. So yes. it was, it was yeah. really fun to get out there and hang out. We did our. Hot Ones Challenge, Ooh. which is like a shadow of a memory at this point. How it scared does. were you going yeah. into the Hot Ones Challenge? Oh, it was terrifying. You, you, no, don't undersell it. You were terrified. <laughs> you were just like trying to find a way out of it. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I made it out to be in my head. Yeah. But that being said, it was still awful experience oh it was not it wasn't fun yeah yeah. i I didn't i didn't die it was fun in the same way that like getting kicked in the nuts is fun by your brother or your friend yeah yeah yeah. somebody's spitting on you and somebody's (laughs) peeing all over them yeah a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of that all right so we did that and then sunday morning came we woke up bright and early what do you do when we're going to our first game of the season you got a shot, shotgun. Speed. We do Dude. our shotgun tradition. <laughs> got a shotgun I remember waking up and I was I was so excited for the game. It's like it's like the first day of school. You don't want to be late, and so you wake up like, what, what time is it? Where am I? Where's my clothes? You know, I was like, I woke up. It was seven a.m. I was like, I think it's time to go. It's kickoff. We got to get out of here. <laughs> it was, I've overslept. It was, yeah, I really did. I thought I overslept, and we missed the whole game. So yeah, but man, it's just. This buildup to this game was so so. This have, it's one of those things where you're the expectations are so damn high yeah. that you're never gonna meet them. We've been talking. Week about one is team. the hardest, dude. Week one is the hardest, and we clearly didn't. You know, half of our team was awesome, unlike yeah, yeah. anything we've seen from from a part of our team. Yes, the other half was the worst we've ever seen. Dog doo doo. Yeah. So it you know, but guess what? 
only thing that matters right now is that we can't go undefeated. That's the only thing that matters right now. Yeah. It's the only thing we lost. That's the only, That's thing, the only we thing we lost. We yeah. lost Everything is still in this. front of us. I honestly feel we just played a really, really good team. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into it, but our stats show we that will. we would have beaten any other team in the league, I think. If we would have put up, did what we did against somebody else. Yeah, it was uh, it was a rough game. I mean, growing into the game, we we stopped by Thunder Alley, oh, Lightning God, Lane. So much fun! Shout out to everybody that stopped and say, "Hey, yeah." I mean, that really was just the right people way were to just start throwing Modelos at us because we oh. stated on the previous episode. Modelos, you get a Modelo, you get a Modelo. It was awesome. There's there's too many people to shout out, but yeah. uh, thank you all of you for making us feel so welcome at Thunder Alley. It really. And, and Kevin, our fan focus and from um, yeah, he came and sat week. with us. He yeah, did, we, yes. we came upon an extra ticket, and he came and sat with us for his birthday. And it was, was so fun. funny because we Kevin walked with us all throughout Thunder Alley, and then we were like, "Oh, we've got this extra ticket. What do we do?" And we're like, "Ah, oh, let's just give it to Kevin. Like, He's Kevin, been with us this whole come? time." Yeah. And when I sat down with him, I was like, "So where were your seats?" He was like, "Down there." He had. Way <laughs> and I was like, seats. "Wait a minute. Why are you up here? With what us? are you doing up here?" <laughs> He's like, oh, I wanted to sit with you guys. So that was that was really special, Kevin. I was a great guy. We really loved hanging out with you, bud. Um uh all right. Well, let's 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 get into it. Let's just hold our nose and jump Whatever. in. Um there's some <laughs> there's some shameless positivity that oh, came whatever. uh from Jason Reed, our good old friend over at the Bolt Beat. Uh, so the last time that the Chargers started 0-1 in the season was 2018. Like today, Tyreek Hill had a massive game with seven catches for 169 yards and two touchdowns. However, that Chargers team finished with a 12-4 and record. I like that take, Jason Reed. That is a shameless positive take. Keep that I, bolt beat shit coming. It's just the first week is the hardest. That This first game is what we've been looking to as like a lighthouse in the dim creepy scary off season right. it's like that thing that Floating you're looking in the water. to yeah what's that over there it's coming oh it's, I see it's a light. Week one opener <laughs> and then all of a sudden a tsunami just wipes you out a, a great white shark bites you in half. You're, you're about sitting to get you're to just shore. a bloody torso going yeah. i thought everything was gonna be okay <laughs> That's what um, happened on Sunday. That's that's what it felt like for sure. Uh, we went to the game, started off a little scary because Miami was driving down the field. Then all of a sudden, a fumble recovered by Nick Williams. Yeah. Of all people, the guy that... Welcome to the squad. Yeah. And it was very much just a Tua couldn't take a snap from under center type of situation. Yeah. We yeah. thought this was going to be a great start to an awesome day for us. Yeah. yeah. Then Chargers get the ball back, capitalize 90, on it, truck it down the field. 95 yards. So yeah. the one th if you want to be positive and you want to look at something exciting, it's what our offense was able to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you put up 34 points, you should be winning your football game. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's just look at look at the offense. The way we ran the ball, we ran for 200 and how many yards? 234 uh, yeah. yards. What the hell? Yeah. Dominated when we had the ball. Yeah. Justin looked great. Everyone looked great. Yeah. And then just the other side of the ball did not reciprocate yeah. at all. Dude, you know? it was just absolute dog trash on defense. I, it I, was. It's just so confusing. Yeah. Because this is the same offense that we played last year. And it was like, oh, we took away everything in the middle. They, they, we forced Tua to throw outside. It's as if we forgot that that's what they like to do. And you didn't even make him make hard passes. Every single pass was wide. It was really wide open. Not yeah. many of them were very, even defended. It was 
they were we were just in a zone all game and they were just zipping in and out of the zone and we tried to go man the Tyreek just ran right past whoever was defending him. The yeah. first series of the game, we had Cleo Mack out on Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. as if he was going to defend him. Yeah, Baldinger like, okay. posted something about that. It was pretty embarrassing. Dude, it's just, but I mean, it's okay because you're obviously in a zone. Um, he's not actually going to be defending him to any extent, but just look silly. You're like, it's yeah. a dead tell that we're in zone and they're just going to now pick you apart because they know what you're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, defensively, that was just, dude, just so bad. Joey's yeah. two penalties in the first half that were kind of big. Like, right to start the game, he jumps offsides. Like, yeah. how many times has that man jumped offsides? He's got to be up there in the career highs of Chargers history. It's incredible. Yeah. And I don't know, man. That was just really, really hard to watch. That de- The offense was awesome. Uh, but that defense, we just didn't, I don't know, like, no one did anything. I, I went back and watched pieces of the game today. I couldn't sit and watch the whole thing because we were. I was back with the kiddos, but it's just like I was just like, Meh. even the big play, like J.C. Jackson getting a pick when they were down about to score again, and then he runs out of, out at the four yard line. Like Bozo, come on, here we go. Yeah, yeah. He no, definitely no. had some brain fart moments. There was, sure. yeah. I mean, it's it was for a while very reminiscent of the of the browns game back in 2021 where it was just like we're up we're down we're up we're down yeah. we it's just a battle yeah. between two teams to try to figure out who ends up on top but it just ended in a way that was so disheartening i mean really like you said the defensive side of the ball was really the biggest disheartening part of it um i mean they were able to keep miami's rushing to 70 yards which that's hey, great and all. We, you're, you but. Can't, can't you do both? <laughs> like all last year, we were yeah. giving up the run and take, shutting down the pass. Yeah. Find the middle ground. Got to find the middle ground. Um, yeah, because Tua ended up looking like an absolute superstar, throwing for 466 third, yards, three yeah. touchdowns, and God. The one interception. Like 466 yards. It's a lot of yards. And so many of them. Like there was, I went back and watched, there was several third down, like big third down conversions. That they he just threw a great ball, put it in the right spot, and they were just picking us apart. Yeah, like, almost half of them going to Tyreek Hill, over 200 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, who was on the injury report, still came out and had himself fine. a game. Yeah, and yeah, just he really spread the ball around. And on our side, you know, Austin Eckler just having that one big ass run. Holy smokes, watching awesome. him run off to the races. He had over 117 yeah. yards and a touchdown. Kelly looked great, too. Kelly looked fantastic. Hard. 100 yards. He ran a hard, boy. And yeah. they, they straight up split that. They each had yeah. 16 carries, which yeah. was yeah. like awesome to see that they're kind of leaning into Joshua because he's he's pretty dominant running back when he goes, you know, gets up north-south on that. Mm-hmm. And on the receiving side, Keenan Allen, 76-yard game. Fantastic. He had that big, long catch with 36 yards, so... It was, I mean, everything, everything should have gone the way for us, but there was just a couple of moments that if this would have happened or if that would have happened, just one, it didn't have to be all of it. Just one little moment could have changed everything about the the game. Before halftime penalty was one of the dumbest things. That one was, that one was bad and and avoidable. They're all avoidable. But that one was beyond avoidable. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like next level avoidable. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it was rough. It was a tough pill to swallow. It was tough walking out of the stadium. You never. It's always sucks going to a game. So the Chargers lose and walking out of the stadium with the opposing fans. That's just the hardest part for me. Is like, you know, everyone talks about how we don't have a home field advantage, and mm-hmm. and we don't. Like, I, like we really don't. We don't have like what we saw on TV tonight with the Jets. 
where the whole freaking stadium is green yeah. and it's psycho and then the game's over and the lights go out and it's green everywhere. It's like we lose and I have to get crap talk to me the whole way out of the stadium because there's yeah. so many freaking of the opposing team's fans. Yeah. It's like super hard. It's really, really hard to be a fan in a stadium that even if you want to say it's 50, 50, that still doesn't, that's not a home field. That's not a home field game. That's neutral. Right. That's a, neutral so it, game, it yeah. does. It is hard to be a fan and go to these games when you lose. Yeah. But you know, we got to hold our heads up and move on to the next one. Uh, let's see. Here's a tweet here from Benjamin Solak. Uh, hello, the Chargers. <laughs> Why does it start with hello? Hello. hello? hello. The Chargers had one of the top 10 rushing games of the last decade against the Dolphins. Thank you for your time. So this was a stat Kevin found right before we started recording. Top 10 of all time rushing performances. In the last century. In the last century. No, no, decade. Sorry, or decade. decade excuse me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I almost made that real old. In the last decade. The game that the Chargers had on Sunday was in the number tied for seventh in the top ten of all time rushing games in the past decade, and it's the only game that resulted in a loss. Out of the top ten, all the people on this list all won their game. Everybody won their game except for us. Wow, wow! And they we found a way to do it. You know, like freaking a. Yeah. You, you look at these rushings like we. They didn't rush for 100. We didn't turn the ball over one time. No. And we still we still lost. Yeah. Sure enough. Since 2000, teams that rushed for more than 200 yards allowed fewer than 100 rushing yards, uh, did not turn the ball over, and won the turnover margin by at least two, were 110 to nothing <laughs> before Sunday. There were 110 wins and no losses. No losses. If you have those statistics. Yeah. yeah. Until, we, until we lost. Yeesh. Put a one so, on the board. Hey guys, let's look at this positively. <laughs> let's look at let's look at this. Only one way to go from here on the defense. Sure. That's up. It's gotta be. That's up. It has to I be. Guess. It yeah, can't be right. any worse than Sundays. Um, yeah, some not so shamelessly positive looks around uh Twitter. Uh Michael Peterson tweeted out entering Monday Night Football. Kenneth Murray is currently the lowest graded linebacker in the NFL from week one by PFF. Uh his coverage grade of 30 was also the worst, while his 43.3 Run defense grade was the sixth worst mark Holy of smokes. the week. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. We were they were saying how this is going to be his breakout year, but I just kept seeing him like, especially in coverage, just was just a little off all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, it, it was a real rough game. I think for all the linebackers, it, like Kyle said, I mean they were just hitting us in the middle, and they were almost nowhere to be found during those those plays. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I can't explain that. Um, and then as far as injuries that might have been sustained, we did see Mike Williams get hit in the chin early on, went down, came out, and then came back in later on in the game. So that was a good sign. Yeah. Uh, but Daniel Popper tweeted out, Austin Eckler has an ankle injury, according to Brandon Staley. His status for Wednesday's practice is to be determined, Staley said. So, so that's that's better than the Jets game we just saw and the craziness yeah. of that. And Aaron Rodgers going... They, they that's another... Achilles. Shamelessly positive is no one got seriously hurt in that game. But 100%. Yeah. You know, we got out of there pretty, pretty unscathed. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's tough to be shamelessly positive after a game like that. And... But but we have to. We have to move on. This is only week one. This isn't a make-or-break game 
Yeah. This is just week one. We got to be able to hold our heads up and move on and and just got to hope that they get better. I mean, obviously, there's some positive things on the offense. Defense just needs to be just slightly better. I'm not asking them to be a top 10 defense right now. They just got to be a little better than they were this last Sunday. Yeah. Did So we were at the game. You don't get the, the privilege of being on our phone the whole time and hearing the broadcasters did jc jackson just get benched at the end of the game or was he hurt he got pulled he just got benched he's not hurt they i saw something we'll get into it there's there's a quote okay okay but they're they definitely had him on account so they're kind of leaning into he was on a pitch count but he also blew a huge touchdown yeah right right that kind of coincided with them pulling him and putting asante out there on the uh on got it on the side so yeah um, some quotes from Staley on the takeaways from yesterday's game said we didn't play the right leverages and a lot of the coverages that we had designed to take away those two receivers. We just didn't do a good enough job of staying consistently connected in coverage. We gave up far too many explosions as a result of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like I, you can't keep using that as an excuse. I'm sorry, but it's, these are, NFL football players that if you tell them what their leverage is, you do it or you get fired. Right. That's, I mean, I could, I could coach high school kids how to keep a certain leverage. That's all the, all the, I assume what they're talking about is like, I saw several times Tyreek Hill lined up in the slot. So inside receiver, and he would have a defensive back lined up on him, whether it be a Zont or whoever it was. And there's no linebacker help inside. So if Tyreek, gets off the ball and is able to win inside, get inside leverage, there's no help. So that means if there's no help inside, that means their leverage was supposed to be to force him to take his route outside and up. So it's not, that's not rocket science. Like you just have to take away any inside breaking route and force him to go outside. And we just like, obviously didn't do that at all. Mm. That's not, it's just not a good excuse. That's not playing the right leverages is we just played really bad. We're dumb. And then on why the team wasn't playing the correct leverages, he said, first game, there are a lot of things that can happen in the first game that don't happen later on in the season. First time out there, some unscouted looks, then really tough matchups. The two people that we were defending, give credit to Miami. Their players played a really good game. So, I mean, it's one of the things that, I mean, I talked about with Kevin and just, you know, not having the starters out in the preseason makes sense because you don't want your guys to get hurt. They're, they're, uh, they've been in the game long enough. They should know how to play, go out there week one and play as good as they can ever play. Uh, but there might be something to be said about not playing them in situations like this where like they're just not clicked in or dialed into whatever the the playbook is, whatever the scheme is. I don't know. That's I'm hard. Just, we talked about it earlier. Like that's hard too because the offense played really well and they didn't they also didn't play. Correct. It's just the defense. I think that well, I think they got out coached. I think they weren't ready scheme wise defensively to, mm-hmm. to do anything. Um, and they didn't recover. They didn't make the changes they needed to make to to slow that down. Yeah. Anything, I don't, it got worse. I don't think that we our offense our offense ran the ball really, really well. And we did that in the preseason. Josh Kelly played the preseason. Yeah, Most of our too. linemen played the preseason. Yeah. You know, like those guys, Justin Herbert, I would say, had a mediocre game. He didn't have a lights out best game of his career. He had several, a couple balls that he overthrew um, or he took too long in the pocket there at the end of the game. They know you're going to throw. We got sacked twice. Right. So it's like, I don't think he played an incredible game. And I think part of that is 
still loosen it up from not having played a single game in the preseason. Right. Um, I think that's exactly what we saw was the rust that kind of led through that whole game. And thank God for our running game and yeah. being dominant the way that it was. Um, but yeah, there was definitely rust for sure for the offense as well, which is crazy to think of how I good know. we could be. Yeah. Um, and then Staley on the balanced offensive performance being overlooked said, I think that's an understanding observation by an outstanding observation by you. Uh, that's what I would characterize it as. The first thing that jumped out to me was that we didn't turn the ball over. That's always going to give you a chance in the NFL. We were plus two in the takeaway margin. Uh, the second thing was the runs and completions. We were able to get 40 rushes and 23 completions. That's going to give you, I think, the chance to be balanced. We scored the ball in the red zone. We were four out of five in the red zone and had really good numbers on third down. Uh, there were a couple of third down and shorts, one or two that uh, we wish we had back. It was a consistent performance. We all want that two-minute drive to, at the end of the game uh, to pass protect better at the end of the game. Our offensive group gave us a chance yesterday. Understand. They were in it the whole time. Like they, yeah. they, were, they were never out of it. That's no. the thing. Is like there wasn't. It was a never like, two well, scores. It was always a one score game. The start time. of the fourth quarter. Let's go warm up the car and get out of here. Yeah, it was like, a right. blow for blow game for yeah. sure. It was very very competitive in that aspect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other thing that I thought of is, I don't know. We just didn't create any pressure on defense. They there was no. We didn't have a single sack. And uh, the little bit that I was able to watch back today, it just felt very vanilla. Our pass rush. We just were. Hoping that JC or we were hoping that Khalil and Joey would get there, mm-hmm. and so we didn't really plan much outside of that. that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. There was no. I, I don't know. Like, I it just feels like the pass rush needs to get more creative and take a few more chances because the def- defensive backs just didn't could not hold up that long. Yeah. There was several times where two was just standing back there way too long, and when you're in a zone, they're gonna find those little spots and, and bunker down. So yeah. I don't know, man. I, the offense was great. Like he said in this, they were balanced. They look pretty prolific. They were efficient in the red zone. Um, God, a defense was just it overshadowed it. It, it yeah, so much muddied a really good offensive game. Mm-hmm. And then finally on the cornerback, JC Jackson's status and the status of the secondary, uh, Staley said, let me first state that there were a lot of guys that had tough days yesterday in the secondary. It would be one thing if, it was uh, one person in our secondary, and it would be that easy to point to somebody. But our secondary didn't play a good game yesterday, and it starts with me. I'm the one responsible for that, for putting them in better positions. It was JC's first game back after a really tough injury, and I thought that he was able to make it through most of the game. We were uh, we kind of had some reps slotted for him in the game, and I thought that in terms of what type of game it was, where there are 45 passes in the game, I thought that from a conditioning standpoint, he looked okay. It's getting out there. It's getting your rhythm and timing back. There are going to be a lot of things that he learns from. There were plenty of good plays in there, and there are ones that we definitely need to correct. That is why we have to get back to work on Wednesday at practice. So, I mean, yeah, there were moments in that game where, I mean, I even looked at Kyle because there was a pass that got blocked down. I was like, that was JC Jackson that did it. And the excitement was through the roof because it was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this guy that got injured came back. He's playing. He's competing, doing everything that he should possibly do. And then you get two boneheaded moments that are just like, man, yeah, what do we – we were there. We had it. What happened? So yeah, uh, is it a conditioning thing? Is it a mentality thing? 
is this just a bad week for him? Is he going to come back next week and be something completely different? That's, That's all we can hope. That's all yep. we can do is hope because I can't call him up and be like, "Hey, JC, <laughs> it's me, it's Will Dog." Hey, positive look at it. We're gonna, we're not going to be running into an offense like that next week. No, Tennessee is not that kind of offense. They're not so. that guy, pal. So it's really time to reset. You know, offense, keep doing what you're doing, and defense. Hit the reset button. Please. Pull yeah. out the cartridge, blow on it, yeah. put it back in. It's time <laughs> yeah. to reset this bitch. Uh, well, what we aren't resetting is our patrons <laughs> over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Charger Chat. And I, I'm shocked at how many new patrons we got after a game like that. They must need some shameless positivity so much that they're willing to pay for it. Sorry, I don't have it for you that much tonight, guys. But we will, we do have it over at patreon.com slash charger chat. So to shout out the new patrons, uh, we've got G, just straight G, Hell yeah. Jonathan Yoon, yeah. Mike Espinoza, Fraser Hood, Kevin Young, and Cody. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome. Folks, Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for joining over at Patreon. We've got a spicy video coming up here pretty soon. It's coming out hot. <laughs> Unintended. Uh, but if you don't want to go to Patreon, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the fun stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions in Ask Bolt Fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, gang, it's time to go on to the next segment. It is fan focus. Let's see what fan we are bringing into focus this week. All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus, and we are super lucky to have Zachary from Orlando. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, I'm glad to be. I'm glad to be talking to you about the, about this team. I know, dude. I'm excited. We we interacted with you a little bit on Twitter, and it's been really fun going back and forth. And football's back, man. We got football. Yeah. It's here. So um, let's kick this off the way we always do. How did you become a Charger fan? Um, well, actually, I was born in San Diego, and I've lived around the area. And then uh, it was probably like um, in like 99, I moved to Florida, and I've lived here ever since. But I've followed the team but i've really started getting into the team in football maybe in like the last five years so what so your fandom you've been with the team for a little bit it sounds like so what's it like being a fan um a charger fan in florida especially you know there's there's some football teams down there in florida uh yes and it's actually kind of interesting because like from people that i interact with it's a lot of different 
teams and not just Florida teams. Uh, I've interacted with Cowboys fans and Buccaneer fans and Steelers fans. So it's just, I, I, I'm the only Chargers fan that I know. Nice. Well, keep keep doing it down there. Stay strong for us and represent. So, um, so yeah, your, just your general thoughts, man, on the season. What you're excited about? What you know? What you're looking forward to as this season goes on? Uh, I mean, I'm looking for us to have a kick-ass season. Um, I, I there it's it's gonna be an interesting road because, as people have said, the AFC is stacked. But knowing how talented we are. I think we were we will be the ones to represent the AFC when it's all done. I love that. I'm so on board for that, man. I'm I'm just excited where this where this thing is going to go. And you know what what are some of the players that you're most looking forward to seeing? You know, kind of thrive or take the next step um, this upcoming season. Well, on offense, I I want to see how QJ does. I want because first round pick and we needed speed, so it's like let's see let's see him added to the arsenal. And then on defense, it's actually two players. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr., because I want to see him build off of that playoff game uh, performance. Mm -hmm. And Thule, because uh, before the draft, I always try to give like a list of players that I want us to get. And he was the only one from the the ones that we drafted that was on my list. So I want to see him succeed. So That's awesome. And I I have to tell the audience, it's terrible because we're recording this right before the Dolphins game. So we don't know how that game went. So I, the way I feel about it, I feel like we won. I feel like this is an easy win and we kind of dominated. What do you think? Uh, I think so too. I think we have all the pieces in hand to base, to, to give them uh to give them a beating. If you want to say, <laughs> I like it. So in retrospect, I hope we're both right. I hope this plays and we totally dominated them. Um, but yeah, so like, give me you know, you know your favorite Charger memory up to this point. What, what's your what's your the most memorable moment for you? Well, actually, I'll I'll relate it to this jersey because it was actually ten years ago in Qualcomm. I actually got to see the Chargers and the Colts on Monday Night Football, and awesome. this this is the only Chargers jersey I own right now, and I got it at at the game. So. That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, Qualcomm was definitely a fun stadium to be at. It was not quite SoFi level what we had the amenities there, but we have a lot of good memories and a lot of good times at Qualcomm and um, San Diego Chargers, man. Um, love it. Yeah. But let's. Uh, so you have something um, special coming up at the end of the season here. So what? What do tell? You were you were hinting it earlier before we got on. Uh, yes. So as a as a birthday gift, uh, all of my family and I are going to be heading week 15 to uh, Las Vegas to uh, Thursday night football to see our team crush the Raiders. I love it. I love it, man. Are you excited? It sounds like it'll be a yeah. I, I still haven't gone to a game in Vegas, so I'm excited to, to possibly do one of those one day. Yeah, I mean, I've again, I've been to. Uh, games at Jacksonville and in Tampa, but I've never been to a game in Vegas. So it'll be a new fun experience. Awesome. Well, represent us well out there. Hopefully we're feeling really good week 15 and we're just rolling. And I, I, I think we'll be, I think we'll be crushing it. I love it. I love your positivity, Zachary. I, th- I feel like we have something in common here. I love it. Um, well, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much for your time coming on and chatting with us. And uh, well, yeah, thank, man, look, look forward. Yeah, to thank you for the opportunity. 
No, man, dude, my pleasure. Um, so yeah, so let's keep in touch, keep chatting yeah. online, and uh, yeah, man, let's go bolt up, bolt up. Well, Zachary, that is a fine-looking jersey that you got at that stadium. That is, uh, that's quite the memory to have and we to did hold. not, we didn't predict well. Yeah, the prediction was a, a slightly askew. <laughs> you missed it by that. Try much. again. <laughs> Nonetheless, happy birthday to you, yes, sir. Yes, happy birthday, bud. And uh, enjoy that game in Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one to go to. So. Uh, Mr. Zachary Shelton, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with my man, Kev. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, I'm sure I'll see you down in Ask Bolt Fam, but let's, uh, I think that's the next segment here, folks. Segway alert. It's time for <laughs> Ask Bolt Fam. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Guys, go jam a thumb up his bottle. That's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bolt Fam. And we start off at the top with Bolt Dan, who asks a question. Oh, well, we lost only the first game, not the end of the world. Coach just needs to fix a little here, a little there, and we'll be all right, homies. Thank you guys for stopping by and having a drinks with us. Hope you guys like the Mexical drink. Puro pinche chargers. I love your energy. We will love the drink. We got a football game in what? Five days. Yeah. We're going to get over this shit really quick. We will. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm already over it. Honestly. Yeah. Not I'm not over it yet. I clearly <laughs> I can, can, my tone. I can, feel, <laughs> yeah. I can feel it. My tone <laughs> in this. I had my, uh, <laughs> I have a like chargers gear on and I was coming downstairs to record it. And Hillary's like, Oh, so you are still a Charger fan. Yeah. I was like, yep. <laughs> oh, you're still good. You're still going to do the podcast. It took, it took me 24 hours, but now I can at least come on here and talk about it. Kyle went dark there for a minute. It, in the did. Parking bad, man. Yes, it was bad, man. It was, that it was a tough one for me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Bold Dan, it was awesome seeing you. Thank you for that, the shot. That drink was yeah. Oh, it was delicious. Crazy. It, it was, was really, really good. good. Yeah. I, I thought it was like it. a, I thought he made like a homemade, yeah. you know, like his own little brew, but it was, that was just out, right out of the bottle. I was straight Gotta from find the it. bottle. Very yeah. good. Uh, Bolt Dan, thank you, buddy. Good to see you at Thunder Alley. Let's move it on now to Yummy Butter Bolt. Certified fresh. Who asked the question. I am going to stay positive on this one. That was a freak offense, which the Bolts never adjusted to. And you have to think that left a bad burn that will linger. However, the Bolts offense kept the pace until the end. Week one is now behind us, and we will look at the good things we saw that is being overlooked in the mainstream. We got a run game that we are scoring in the red zone. If this offense keeps up, we can go blow for blow with the rest of them. Fix this pass defense to just not terrible, and we will be all right, fam. Now for my question. Now that we can establish the run, what offensive adjustments should Kellen Moore use, such as personnel and play calls, to really open up and elevate this offense even further? The edge rushers will get pressure and get sacks. Herbie will throw for <laughs> sexy touchdowns. Pass defense will get fixed to not terrible. Eckler will get be the touchdown king once again. We will go three and one into the bye week and we'll go undefeated all the way to a Super Bowl win. It's too early to call it a season. BTFU, lick these bolts and can't love you bye. I love that. <laughs> I really love that. Yeah. Very positive. Uh, 
Sometimes, folks, we need other people to look for. Oh, we need you as much as you need us for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> and thank you, Yummy Butter Bolt. And what a great name. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. I, at the end of the day, I think I saw a tweet that said that there were only three teams that like had over 400 yards. One was the Dolphins, one was the Chargers, and one was some other team. Yeah. And it's just like, man, you go up against a team that puts up pound for pound yardage as yeah. you do, and it's just somebody's got to lose. Yeah. yeah. And it was us, yeah. sadly. Yeah. It was. Um, it was us. But as far as the the question, uh, now that we can establish to run, what offensive adjustments should Kellen Moore use, such as personnel and play calls, to really open up and elevate this offense even further? I don't know. I don't. I don't think you have to adjust anything. You just keep taking what they give you. If the if Miami was going to sit back in multiple DB looks, then you're going to run the ball on them all game. Hmm. Um, we were able to be effective. So I just think you keep taking what they give you. He seems like a guy that's great at adjusting to what the defense decides to come on show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a, if you're an opposing defensive coordinator, you're not coming in saying I'm going to stop the run. That's just not who we are with Justin Herbert, the weapons we have outside. Yeah. You're coming in with if I can stop the pass, hopefully we can win. Um, and so if the if the run is there, you have to be effective at continuing to take it. Once they try to stop it, then you really let Justin. That would be the only adjustment is let Justin eat and go deep. But when you can run the ball, then you can set up those play action passes. You fake that run. They all come up to the box and then you can hit Mike Quentin, somebody deep on a, on a big play. Yeah. And that was a, that was a pretty light game for Justin. He threw the ball 33 times. Like he's yeah. usually in the 50. Only 33. He's usually in the 50 <laughs> burgers. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And he he's usually had, 30 completions. When they tried to shut him down, he still had 228 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think this offense is going to be spectacular. Yeah. And they did not. They came out of the gates fast and furious. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we all know. We don't have to say it over and over again. We know it needs to get fixed for next week. Right. It's just week one. Yeah. Rough way to lose, but doesn't determine the outcome of the season. Definitely so, uh, yummy butterbolt. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Derwin's Dirty Duck, who asked the question. Fellas, feeling shattered, but it's week one. I know it's a loss, but how good is having football back? What was your favorite non-charger moment of week one? And you can't all say the Chiefs losing. <laughs> Football is back. Football is back. There is a weird thing we were talking about. Like when you actually go to a game and you commit a whole day to doing the tailgate and all that yeah. stuff, you really don't know what's you don't going know on nothing. the rest of the league. No clue. Yeah. So it's been this slow catch up. Like, dude, the Cowboys beat the <laughs> shit out of the Giants. Yeah. 40 to nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And everyone was saying, we should have got, I saw a couple of people tweeting before that game was decided. Oh, we, oh, we should have got day ball. Screw like. Really? Dable couldn't do anything on offense or defense. Really? So mm. could be hey, could be worse. Could be worse. So yeah, it was I'm just glad it's back. I'm glad fantasy's yes. back. Just won 20 bucks from Andrew and our Patreon league. <laughs> Life is good for me. Uh yes. and I did it without a quarterback. My Aaron Rodgers, he we, he's gone. So uh, I li- I limped. Kevin will be living it. on that waiver wire the rest of the season. <laughs> I, limped, oh, yeah. I limped to a victory. Zach Wilson coming in pretty hot, yeah. but uh, <laughs> coming at you, Andrew. Get ready. Get ready for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. So are you <laughs> leaning on the Giants losing forty to nothing as your that favorite was, moment of week I was, one? That was but, yeah, because it was worse than I don't love the Cowboys, but <laughs> yeah. Instead, yeah. I can't say the Chiefs. That was definitely my favorite. Yeah, moment. that was a highlight of the week. Chiefs sure. was definitely a highlight. Um. Yeah, it's so weird right now that saying that the Raiders. 
are one and zero, and everybody else in the AFC West is zero and one. And I didn't see that game. I haven't even gone to look at it. No, me neither. I'm guessing Russell Wilson's not that Same guy. Russell Wilson. Same, not that guy. Yeah, uh, just 14, with the new coach. Fourteen points. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's promising. So yeah, it's hard to say what else is going on in the NFL. There might be some really funny things happening right we'll now that I have no clue about. I'm sure but we'll catch up on them in the next couple of days. Yeah, I would say I think I I think I won my fantasy football for the Patreon too. Not for family, Jesus. Josie <laughs> just spanked me like <laughs> like I owed her money or something <laughs> in the family league. But um, yeah, Derwin's dirty duck. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to. Enrique Alvarado and shout out to New York Charger John, Dibble, Outlier, and Scotty B63. There's a lot of certified fresh in that. There is. And for folks, if you haven't watched the show before, we get a lot of questions. Okay. Especially during the season. Especially during the season. Some of these are really long. And if we asked every single question, number one, it'd get repetitive. Number two, these would be four-hour-long episodes. I don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> the world doesn't want that. Nobody Sometimes that. we got to shout out some people because they're all kind of in the same vein or the same question. So those are the shout-outs. Uh, I try to get it mixed up as well, so it's not just always getting shout-outs and stuff like that. So love you guys. Thank you all for asking the question. I'm going with Enrique, and it goes something like this. At what point does Daly realize he can't be both the head coach and defensive co coordinator because he's currently failing at both? He's a defensive guy, and our team with all the defensive superstars are not performing. We are not prepared defensively, and it starts with Daly. It's hard to argue that. That game was absolutely a preparation situation, I think, yeah. and getting the guys in the right places. He, the one thing I will say about Staley is that he definitely improves. He, he definitely makes adjustments and improves. Yeah. So I think you're going to see a better defense next week. I don't know to what degree, but it's going to be far better than what we just saw. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident of that. The whole last stretch of last season and even the first half of that playoff game defensively was like, holy smokes. They were firing. We were firing on all cylinders. Everything is clicking. And we were hoping that that would carry over into week one. So far, it hasn't, but there's still plenty of road to go for that to get changed and switched around. Um, will he still be the play caller for defensive plays going forward? Yes. Yeah, probably. He's that coach. He gets to decide what's going on there. Yeah. And he's, I, I don't mean, think he has. I, I think Derek Ansley is a coordinator, but he's not. Not a play the caller. The guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. So I, I just hope he figures it out because we need that. Yeah. Figure it out and figure it out quick. So, uh, Enrique, New York Charger, John Dibble, Outlier, and Scotty B63. Thank you guys for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daniel Lawallen, who asked the question. What's happening, Pro Chachos? Okay, okay, okay. So, like, can we focus on some fucking gnarly positivity or what? Dicker the motherfucker. Can kicker. Holy shit, our next John Carney. Can uh, later on Diz. Yeah, Dicker hit, kicked a 50-yarder was nice. Yeah. No, he was perfect. I mean, and Daniel, it's so good to have you back. I haven't done yeah, a later I'm, on dudes yeah, in a long you, time. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, Dicker. Perfect. Yeah. No, no complaints. No. Zero did, issues. Keep doing what you're doing. He did his job. Kick the ball back of the end zone, kickoffs, yeah. and just. Don't miss. The one yeah. thing I did love 
I, I haven't seen it with, at the previous games that we've been to. I feel like this is a new thing. So anytime there's been like a first down, a touchdown, or something like that, they'll put the player up on there. Joshua Kelly's was funny because he would do like first down, and then he like looked at the camera and went like, oh, wait, like, <laughs> like he messed up or something. But even when Decker the kicker kicks his field goals, He's got the, he puts his hands up and you get just, it just looked funny because he looks so much like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's just got that silly little grin with the big gap in his teeth. I love that guy. It's, it's awesome. I love love what they're doing with the, with the graphics on the the Oculus at the stadium. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, great praise. Great, great to point out there, Daniel. Thank you so much for pointing it out and asking the question. Let's move it on now to Tyler Foffey. Long time. Been a while. And shout out to Gavin Gibson and Charger fan. Thank you, guys. Again, we're just trying to trying to power through these sometimes. And I'm going with the Foffster because we haven't heard him in quite a while. So he's got a question. It goes something like this. I just want to focus on the positives because I'm bummed the hell out. Can't wait for our therapy session on Tuesday. What was your guys' positive takeaway from the game and maybe something we need to work on? BTFU and K-Love, you bye. I thought Josh Kelly was awesome. I was not prepared for how well he was going to run. He yeah. ran for almost 100 yards. Yeah. Um, that was that caught me off guard how, how efficient he was. He's always had flashes, and for one reason or another, didn't really get a whole lot of like opportunities. And this last game, I mean, showed how powerful he can be and what a great compliment to Eckler he can be. Yeah. In in the running game. He might if depending on what's up with Eck, if it's, you know. Yeah. Doesn't sound like he has a serious thing going on with his ankle. Well, yeah. But if he does, yeah. You've got there we've got is. three other running backs to, to pull from. Yeah. So yeah. And Spiller not being activated in place. That was a shocker. Kind of interesting. Dotson yeah, must have been the the special teams pull. He, that, that I'm assuming that's why he was on the active roster instead of Spiller. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the snap counts, I think he was only in for one play. So yeah, um, yeah, it was it, that was surprising to see, but uh, yeah, it, it'll that that's certainly a positive to look at. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert, like Kyle said, it wasn't his best game, but at the same time, like he's not injured, he's still throwing, he's making no the passes, picks. he's yep. running. Yeah, his yeah. run game was going running. on. The running was different. Yeah. yeah, and so I think we're going to see a new and improved. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Uh, looking at, like, what else has been going on around the league, like, just, I can't remember if it was Sunday or the day before we heard Joe Burrow was now the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. Yeah. And how was his game on Sunday? Doo-doo. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb, say not good. What was it? We looked at the stat line. He, didn't, was, he didn't throw for 100 yards. He, he threw for like, for like 80. 80. Yeah. 80 yards. Well, 82 like, yards. Yeah. And he 45% like, completion percentage. Yikes. Don't want to see that from your quarterback. No, nope. so. not if you, he's the highest paid guy. In yeah. The so Justin Herbert got paid and still knows how to play ball. Yeah. <laughs> like Joe Burrow. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's certainly one thing to be, to be positive. I mean, things I need to work on. I mean, it, it's all on the defensive side. That really is the biggest area of concern is the defensive side. So every aspect needs to get better. I mean, great that they had a good run game, you know, stopping the run, but man, the that it almost didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. got to get better everywhere else. Um, all right. So Tyler, Gavin and charger fan. Thank you guys for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Salty Sports Guy. God, I love all these names are back. They're back, baby. Who asked the question? What is up, fellas? 
Long time no talk. I haven't asked a question in a while, but rest assured, I haven't missed an episode. And I greatly appreciate all the content you guys chug out for the fans. The reason why you guys are my favorite podcast is how you've somehow turned me from a pessimistic asshole, hater to a shamelessly positive optimist. But I don't know, guys. After yesterday, I am having a rough time. Part of me wants to say it's just one game and we are too talented defensively to not figure it out. The other part of me feels like the defense has just gotten worse over three years and we don't have injuries as an excuse. Could you guys each give me one reason why I shouldn't be pessimistic about this defense? Because right now I feel like a recovering alcoholic who's staring at a bottle of negativity and ready to pour out a glass of old time's sake. Love you guys. Thanks for everything. Oui, oui. Oui, oui, monsieur. (laughs) I'm glad you're back. Yeah, glad glad you're back. Glad you've become a shamelessly positive optimist as opposed to a pessimistic asshole. Uh, but I feel you, dude. We're we're yeah. all in the fields with yeah. it, especially freshly right after a game. Like, yeah. you just want to set the world on fire and start yeah. over. But um, yeah, the uh, give me one reason why I shouldn't be pessimistic about this defense. Uh, There's still playmakers on that defense. Yeah. That's the thing is like these guys, they're not like, they're not out to pasture. It's not like Joey Bosa's best years are behind him or Khalil Mack's best years are behind him. Like these are still playmaking guys that can come out there and do some damage. And whatever the reason, whatever, whether it was miscommunication, poor scheming, whatever the cause was, it should be all fixable for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, there's no way that 17 weeks of that, Mm-mm. There's there's not a chance that, that that continues to multiply itself and they don't figure it out somehow. Even you could you could have all the wrong play calls in the world, with the amount of talent that we have on defense, they're gonna start to figure it out. They just yeah. they have to. Yeah. And I think I think that's the thing you can take from that. Our players are great. The scheme and the game plan was not great. No. So we have one guy to look at. Go fix it. Yeah. Fix it and we'll be good. Yeah. Baby this team's steps. gonna score points, man. Yeah. This team, as you saw. One of the three teams that put up over 400 yards of offense. Yeah. It's going to be like that all year long. Yeah. Defense just needs to get their shit together as quickly as possible. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We still got Derwin James. We still got Asante Samuel. We had bad games last year, man. Like it's, it's just there's there's certain times where it (laughs) pops up and you got to be able to brush it off and go get back in there. And, And keep in mind, we almost won that game. Yeah, we almost won that game. It came down to a drive. Yeah, like we just couldn't execute, and yeah. it's just not fair to be like the offense didn't pull through and win it for us. It it wasn't fair. It's not fair no, to say that it isn't. But we were in it the whole time, we and were. we were competitive. It's just our defense. Just step up, man. We'll be good. Yeah, things that are fixable will be fixed. Hundred percent. So, salty sports guy. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Welcome thank back. you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Mister Peck R, who asked the question. I am looking for reason, looking for rhyme. But what in the animatronic fuck is going on with the bolt bots in the stadium? K, love you, bye. Do you see this, Kyle? I, I, is it real? Like, is they that put it up that? on the on the jumbotron? It was there was a huge promotion for the creator. It's a yeah. movie coming out this Friday at your local theater. Uh, <laughs> no, it's coming out here sometime in the summer. It looks awesome. It legit actually looks really cool. But they were just hyping up that movie the entire time. They did it last year with, with Megan. Megan. Yeah. They had all these girls in the end zone dressed up like Megan. They were all just kind of standing there looking awkward it was and very weird. Very creepy. 
It was very creepy. This year, they did the same thing. They had people sitting in the stands with jerseys on, but they had like what looked like the back of their head like missing with like gears and stuff. Mm. And it was just a giant promotion for for the creator. It's I mean, my <laughs> my sister sent me a vid going like, oh my God, <laughs> can you believe they have animatronic people in the stadium? It's like, no, it's a promotion. It's an, it's an extra. <laughs> it's makeup. <laughs> no, it's I, not real. <laughs> the, the, I wish they had thought it through a little bit more because I've seen a few people call us out. It's bullshit, but the idea of like, oh, Chargers don't have fans. They got to bring in Making robots. Fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, we kind of set ourselves up with that yeah, you a did. little bit. We kind of teed that up nicely. Walked so. right into that. So I just, hey, we're going to have to do some predictions on what crazy pr- thing they're going to do next what year. Crazy promotion. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, there you go, Mr. Pekar. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Rebolt of 2006 and shout out to Bolt Rage. That might be certified fresh. Maybe. Uh, but you guys asked the same back. question. Go with Rebolt to 2006. Here we go. Now that I'm out of my head and funk, uh, if you've been a fan since the 1960s beginning or for a long period of time, or even after that Jags loss, I understand why you flip out, myself included, at games like this, because you have such a deep history of same old charges. It keeps happening over and over and over again, and eventually you just get tired and lose confidence in the team. I think we're all going to hear about the defense for quite some time. I'm not going to ask questions regarding them because I'm sure you'll get a mouthful in listening to Staley's press conference. He knows he's in the hot seat on that. But I have hope and faith in tomorrow, in this case next week. Forgetting what is past and tight and taking hold of what's ahead and whatever this season has in store. Don't lose your hope or faith. That's where your fight is. Hope doesn't put us to shame, and when it finally hits, it hits like a rushing wind. Here's my question. Spiller being inactive yesterday was interesting. Even when Eck went out with an injury for a bit, they rolled with Kelly. I think I saw Dotson in there once, but that was it. That third back will have to eventually get involved because, as you saw yesterday, you can't run Eck into the ground and then do that to Kelly for an entire 17-game season. What are we not seeing with Spiller right now? And are you upset Dotson didn't get at least one carry with that inactive move? I say that because if Spiller is active, you know he sees touches. So if you don't trust Dotson in that game, he should have been inactive. Kay, love you. Bye. Well, uh, I love the hype up about not losing your hope. Yeah. That's honestly, that I think that's the biggest takeaway from that is you can't give up hope on yeah. week one, no matter how bad. I mean, <laughs> again, Giants lost 40 to nothing. Yeah. that You could probably be wavering on your hope. I would be. Yeah. You might yeah. have to talk me off a ledge if we lost 40 to nothing in yeah. week one. Yeah. That would be a that would be to a, really your division rough. rival like that would lose yeah. us losing to the Raiders forty to nothing forty yeah. to nothing uh-uh. oh man uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to pull the gun out of my mouth at that point <laughs> but um, yeah gotta have hope man the, this team has the talent they have the guys that can turn this around it's a long season it, it is, is a, a long season very long season and it'll hit I think sooner than we expect um, but the question regarding Spiller being inactive and you know running. Kelly and Eck into the ground for 17 games. I mean, carrying four running backs felt like there's going to be a cycle. There's going to be guys coming in and playing for some of these 
uh, plays just so that Eckler isn't the guy all the time. I mean, part of the reason why he got, you know, 20 touchdowns last year was because he, he was in there, was in there almost every the play. Yeah. Yeah. So and he literally split carries. Yeah. Probably, 16 each. Yeah. So, I mean, I was surprised to see Spiller not make it. I was surprised that if you're activating Dotson, he's only in there for a couple of plays. But I don't know. Do you guys feel like there may be something different to the to the mentality or the idea of, of doing something like that? It's just a, it feels like a wasted roster spot if you're not going to play him, even when an injury happens. I think that's the that's the sentiment that he's getting at. It's like if you have the guy in the active roster and one of the guys in front of him goes down, he still doesn't play. What was the point of having him active? Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that I can say to that, I don't know, is is that they trusted him more than Spiller still. So that's just how much did they trust Spiller? Mm-hmm. Like Spiller wasn't going to see the field at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like whoever that third running back is, is a breaking case of emergency kind of situation. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think Kevin made an interesting point. We were talking about it at the airport, as far as like Dotson being that potential replacement for, for Eckler at the end of this season. You know, if, if Eckler doesn't come back as a charger next season, which right now seems very possible. Yeah. Uh, Dotson being an undrafted free agent, having the performance he had in the preseason could be, that Eckler replacement. And so you just have them on the roster because if you have them on the practice squad, somebody else can come in and swoop and pick them up and, and put them on their team. And you don't want that because you want this guy next year. Sure. So I don't know if that's the case. They've certainly not come out and said that, but I think that's an interesting take when you talk to me about it's, that. And it's so early too. It's it is so early to see. What, yeah. And the performance that we saw from Dotson was all preseason. This, yeah. We haven't seen him in a regular game. Yet. And I'm not, I'm not complaining about only seeing one out of one play out of Dotson when the two headed monster that is Kelly and Eckler was doing what they did. Yeah. And right. don't mess with that. No, it yeah. worked really, really well. Yeah. So that third that you know that third running back whoever's activated that week is going to have limited amount they're like you said breaking case of emergency break glass so yeah um it, it'll all get worked out i think there's going to be weeks where dotson isn't playing and spiller is and we'll see who takes the spot yeah. with their limited opportunities yeah so rebolt to 2006 and bolt rage thank you guys for asking the question let's move it on now to oh there it is zachary shelton zachary. who asked the question First off, I just want to say thank you guys for being so awesome. As a Chargers fan, I always enjoy your insight, and I always like watching these weekly episodes when they come out on Tuesdays and now Fridays. Now, on to my question. If you were hosting a party and you could invite any three Chargers, past or present, and it doesn't have to be just players, what three would you guys invite and what uh, that would make the party amazing. My three would be Sebastian Joseph Day, Derwin James, and Shaw Merriman. Bolt up and let's kick some ass. Amen, Zachary. Yeah. Amen. All right. So, so if we like to party, 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 who are we uh, inviting to said party? What mm. what what are some party animals that we'd want? That's a good question, actually. I feel like there's some there's some linemen that would be. In that like that program esque style of like raging party animal. Who Kyle, where what what bar did we go to and somebody bought us shots after the game? It was like Legadu Nane. That guy was party. I that wasn't I wasn't a part of that. Yeah, you were you're too little. I was too young for that. <laughs> you couldn't drink yet. You couldn't drink. <laughs> Legadu Nane bought like shots for a whole bar. He had like a touchdown or something. He was like a lesser wow. known wide receiver. I remember Legadu. Legadu. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go rogue. I'm gonna say Legadu oh, Nane. That's a good name. Um, I'm gonna go Azira Tutu. Also good name. Because <laughs> when you're drunk, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and then our new um, uh, our new player is it that that our Nigerian player? Um, oh, Okoye. Okoye. That would be a Koye would be fun. That'd I be think, a wild night. I think that'd be a fun story night. Hey, yeah. yeah, that that's those are good names. Um, Share <laughs> two too. Like it, it. <laughs> that's the most bizarre of, answer. Dude. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Sorry, my brain is still mushy. One of those two did play for BSU. I'm just saying. Um, let's see who else would be good. I think Sean Merriman. I think that's a good call there, Zachary. I think he'd be really fun to to party with. Um. I mean, it just wouldn't hurt to have Philip Rivers at a party. He might not get like drunk and stupid, but I'll I be think your he designated would, driver. For he, sure. Well, I think he would just be the best storyteller. He would just be off to the yeah. side of the party, sitting on the couch, telling everybody about this and that, and just holding court with everybody that was there. That'd be cool. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say, Dicker the kicker. Bring him in. <laughs> Bring in Dicker the kicker. Let's go. I want to talk to him. I want to have him on and party with him who is your daddy and what does he do <laughs> he's like i th that's not my accent my name is cameron <laughs> <laughs> my name is cameron who um any any different guys that you would like to party with there kyle i don't know i, I don't know i get i would this is by i like i like my coach so maybe i'd like to be able to hear from some of these coaches that's good and you know they they have a they have a side to them cut coaches do there's a little fraternity inside of it um mm. being a coach so Give me Don Coriel, yeah. Bobby Ross, and Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, that'd be badass. That'd be that's a very sophisticated party. Yeah, be, yeah, I feel like we'd be sitting around having a glass of scotch or something. Yeah, not, some yeah, like a fireplace, some leather chairs, <laughs> maybe Maho some rich mahogany. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. That's the energy for that party. <laughs> some robes, not Legado Nane and PB. No, no, <laughs> no, we're going to PB. We're lining up shots. <laughs> um, all right, well, Zachary, thank you. So much for asking the question. Let's move it on now to MJ, MJ, who asked the question. I have one. What did people expect from JC Jackson in his first game action since that brutal injury? Did they think he'd come back and be JC Island? I understand he made mistakes and got burnt, but for fuck's sake, it was his first game back. This is a good point. It's hard not to look at that. And he hasn't played football in a long time and he came back from a serious injury. Yeah. Only thing I will say is that the brain farts he had yeah. aren't injury related. No. Those are just football player knowing big mistakes. Knowing the situation. Yeah. So yeah. I, I it's kind of harder for me to give him the benefit of the doubt in a certain respect because the mistakes he made were mental ones that you can be working on right. while you're rehabbing. Yeah. You know? And they're big mistakes. They're mistakes that made it where the Chargers and the Dolphins could have gone into the half tied, and now the Dolphins are up by three yeah, because that, of a mistake such like that. Such a bonehead move. He catches that ball. That's the game. How much yeah, did yeah. we lose by? We lost, by, lost two. by two. He handed him three points. He yeah. catches that. They catch that ball, and they just tackle him right there. Yeah. That's over. Yeah. They don't have enough time on the clock. It was like yeah. two seconds left. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you got to throw the guy in a pit of fire and... <laughs> No, <laughs> just you, collect it insurance. So like it just doesn't does. help that he played so bad last year before he got hurt. You yeah, know, it's like it just felt like this is just more of the same of what we saw at the beginning of last yeah. year. So understandable. Like, there's just we, a lot of a lot of chips against JC right now. Yeah. But I will give him the benefit of the doubt that it was his first game back. Like he had some flashes, had a couple good plays. So yeah, let's hope he can build on that. It's not a complete, you know, loss. Like. Yes, we that that I think that's the thing that I think a lot of people are are 
upset about is because of how much money this guy is carrying with him. We threw so much money at this guy and have not gotten any return on investment with that. Yeah. So I understand the frustration, but at the same time, really put it into perspective of a guy that has been removed from the game for 10 plus months, dealing with an injury, probably probably messed with his head a little bit after getting that injury being told, yeah, you might not play football again, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that might, that I can't imagine being in a situation where the thing that I love to do being told, yeah, you might not do that again ever in your life. Figure it out. Yeah. And he did. He went, he grinded, he rehabbed the heck out of his leg and he's back and he's actually playing football. And like Kyle said, he's making some plays, but man, he's got to tighten it up. He's, got, I, he's got a short leash for me. Yeah. I'll give him, I'll give him this week. If we see more of the same ne- this upcoming week or. Oh, I'm sure he's on a short leash week. with the coaching staff. He too. got benched. <laughs> short, short yeah. leash for me. Yeah. Time. So. Uh, yeah, 100%. MJ, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Greg Farnan. And shout out to Luis Fernando Areza. Certified fresh? Maybe. Uh, but they have a question. Maybe. Goes like this. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Was it just Tyreek Hill or are we just too slow? And what is with our dumbass DBs? Give it away, stupid penalties. Is JC learning from JT? Ah, so frustrated all the way down here. Bolt the f up and bring on the Titans next week. Oh, and f everyone in the moment except the Chargers. K love you bye, Farnsey. I hope you don't mean us too, yeah. Farnsey. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of Chargers adjacent. Don't say like. <laughs> Just say F, you know, I mean, come on, you're, we got your back, Farnsey. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I'm more upset at the coaching staff for putting J.C. Jackson on Tyreek Hill, who did not suffer a potential season-ending no, injury. No, he's just as fast as He ever. is as fast as he could possibly be. And so putting a <clears throat> J.C. Jackson on that guy, I mean, come on. Like that's not that's not the move. But if if you can't, then just don't play. If you can't go out there and run and be at full speed, then you can't play because he's an outside number one corner right now. That's what I mean. Like that, that's why I'm more upset at the coaching staff for putting him in that situation. Like if yeah. he can't play, then what what are we what are we doing? Because if he, I mean, like yes, he made some plays, but like if he can't keep up with Tyree Kill, then. You don't put him on Tyreek Hill. I don't know yeah. how else to how else to slice that. You just can't put. Well, what Kyle's saying is like if you can't play Tyreek Hill as our number one corner, yeah, you should be playing. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think he should be the number one corner. I he it should well, be like Mike he, Davis. Even your number like two, that. you need to be able to cover. But then yeah. if you can't run with Tyreek Hill, you can't run with Jalen Waddle. You, no. you just so you shouldn't be playing. If if so, and but everything that we heard coming leading up to the game was. He's fine. He's 100%. He's ready to go. Right. He wasn't like, on the injury report at all. And yeah. So I, I, I don't like the blaming it on the injury. I don't. Th- I think he just got beat a lot this week. Yeah. Just played bad. Uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm, like I said, I'm not blaming the injury. More so, I'm blaming the coaching staff for. I don't, healing. don't blame the coaching staff. Blame JC. He played bad. Brandon Staley said to blame him. So I'm going to blame Brandon Staley. <laughs> no, but that's I'm just take, listening to that's my coach. being a coach taking, <laughs> taking the bullet, but. He said he was perfectly fine, ready to go, no limitations. Mm. He played and he got beat, and so that's on him as a player. I, I don't think that that's you can't put that on Staley because if you're the number, if you're an outside number one corner and he doesn't have him on Tyreek, he would have been on Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle could have burned him just like that as well. Yeah, 
he was getting beat by what Braxton Berrios was was beating him too. So yeah, there's I don't know. I don't know. That's just JC. Exactly. Yeah. No one does. <laughs> All right. Greg Farnan, Luis Fernando Areza, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bolts and Bogies, who asked the question. Hello, gentlemen. I could go and vent on here about JC or Staley, but I'm sure there is going to be enough of that going on. You're, you, you're quite right there, Bolts and Bogies. <laughs> It was nice seeing you guys at Thunder Alley and taking a shot with you. I noticed that McDaniel was calling Madden slants right over the center of the field all day, especially targeting JC when they could. One time on back-to-back plays for big completions. Last time we played, we took away the middle of the field by having our linebackers drop back into coverage, taking away the middle of the field and forcing Tua to look outside the numbers. Any idea why we didn't go back to that more? I also want to say I loved our running game. Our offensive line hasn't looked this good in our run game since 06. I think this year we finally have that RB2 we've been looking for. And if Dotson ever gets some time to run, then with his burst, I could see him breaking off some big explosive runs. The Raiders, they'll be in the cellar soon enough, unless Sean Payton on Russell won't stay in there. Tay, love you, bye. Yeah, they kind of went away from what was so successful the first time they played them, which was kind of shocking. Yeah. Yeah, to cool. see a performance that they had last year not be at least somewhat repeated yeah, this year. It was a completely different defensive yeah. performance. It was yeah, surprising. And the linebackers were in there, but when they dropped out and got deep in coverage, then Tyreek was coming underneath, catching the ball at 10 and running for 50. Yeah. When they tried to stay down low, then he would they would come up, then Tyreek would go over the top of them right in front of the safety. And Tua was putting perfect ball. Like he threw great balls. A lot of times it was over a linebacker before a safety. He was he had an incredible game. So I, I don't know. I don't it's hard for me to believe that the game plan was that different. Um, you know, Coach Daly, he's knows football more than we do. He was there when we shut him down last year. So I'm sure the game plan was similar. Um, I think they just executed at an incredible level and they were just adjusting every time that we tried to make a little adjustment, they were ready for it. And I think that they just played a, a great, great game. I don't think that it's not as if he was like, I have the secret formula and I can shut them down. And now I'm not going to do it. That's that's not that's not how we went into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and yeah, the running back looked great. Offensive line, when it when it was run, offensive line was great at making those holes. So sure. uh, definitely good good ball points there, bolts and bogeys. So thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to House of Hain and shout out to Electric Funeral. Uh, but going with House of Pain, so it goes something like this. Mama always said life was like a giant turd left on the field by the defense. On offense, Jenny jumped up and said, run, Austin, run. And he was running. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. I would have made uh, called a better game on D than coach. That's all I have to say about that. FTR in all seriousness, bad day for the defense. Great day for the run offense. Coach, can you bump a receiver in motion? I mean, at the line or at least get in a way of hill. If so, why didn't they try to do that in all the motion plays? Uh, all right. Can you bump a receiver? After the ball snapped, yeah, but 
Tyree kills running at 400 miles an hour. So it's hard to get hands on the guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy's insanely fast. It's like you go to bump him and he's already 20 yeah. yards down or something. Yeah. And like then you're that. completely out of position. So like, wait, I mean, I need to bump you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a rough day for defense. Great for the offense. Just got to get a little better on defense and yeah, bump or something. Somebody do something out there. Somebody bump someone. Somebody, yeah, please. <laughs> Where's our bumper? I know we've got thumpers. Where's my bumper? Oh, God. House of Hayne and Electric Funeral. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to MB, who asked the question. All we had to do was march down the field and kick a field goal with Dicker the Kicker. P.S. We don't know his first name. Who is to blame for the loss? The defense giving up 500 yards, the O-line not being able to protect Herbert on the last drive, or J.C. with the penalty that gave them three points. It's hard, it's hard to place blame in football. All of those you can it, blame. You can, do all, you can do all of those yeah. things. It's a team game. That's exactly it. The you, one that's, you can't just blame one aspect. Because if any of those things go differently, you get a different outcome. Yeah. The the easiest one, if you were to look at this, to be like that was just completely avoidable, mm-hmm. was the pass interference penalty. Yeah. Yeah. You want to look at it, but that that doesn't that could have changed every, how they called the game if they wouldn't have got that at half. The butterfly effect. So it's just, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's hard to place specific blame. I think in general, just the defense being what they did. Is, yeah, was the yep. reason for the season. Yeah, yes, yesterday. All right, there you go, MB. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to the Pylon Cam. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? Is there anything you could attest the O-line giving up those sacks at the end? They played a great game up front all day. Tired. I mean, end of the game, that's the only thing I can think of. Tiled up an exotic blitz and got him off guard. Yeah. The one one thing I do want to say, Justin, when he avoided that safety by stretching his arm out to just keep his arm out of the end zone. Yeah. What a heads up play. Yeah. That's, that's smart football. And I'm thankful for him. Yeah. He like made a point to fall down and hold the ball outside of the giant, giant wingspan. He got it out there. So I just wanted to point that out. That's a positive and a negative play. Yeah. But I thought the offensive line did really well all game. They just had a couple moments. Mm -hmm. Um, We just held onto the ball too long. Yeah, it's when you know it's going to be a pass, everything changes. Yeah. In those situations, they know it's pass, so they're going to dial up everything they got to come. You you forget that we were playing against Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. This is not a Joe Schmo defense. We've had a lot of success against them, um, but when the time comes and they need to play, he's got one in his pocket. So, mm-hmm. and they have a, an incredibly talented defense. I mean, yeah. the guys on that Bradley Chubb, they have um, like they just have studs over there. So. Right. They came out and made a play when they needed it, and yeah, we couldn't get open. Yeah. All right. Well, the pylon cam. Thank you for asking the question. Uh, this next one to move on to. I doesn't have a name. It's just a winky face, but their handle is LRH three eight eight. Certified fresh. To ask the question: Should Staley get fired if we miss the playoffs? I'm not ready to go to that level of negativity yet. Yeah. There's there's time. There's still time. <laughs> Every team in the NFL is still capable of making the playoffs right now. I'm not ready to like start. Let's fire coach. Everyone's like fire coach, fire coach, fire coach. I'm just not. I'm not up for that right mm-hmm. now. So no, I'm, we've seen every year that he's been a coach. We've gone further. We didn't make. We barely missed the playoffs. His first year as head coach. 
We make the playoffs last year, ends terribly, but we make it this year. Next step. It's got to be the next step. Well, let's watch. Let's see how he answers. Yeah. Because it, it was very clearly that he had the not the best plan on defense. Yeah. How does he answer this upcoming week? Yeah. It's a huge week for him. How do you respond? Yeah. It's a big, it's a big make or break moment for him. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get a little bit deeper before we start talking about firing yeah. coaches. Yeah, That's it's uh, too soon. Game one. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> a little... it's a bit rough to start calling for heads, but yeah. I get it. I feel it. Yeah. We're all in the fields right now, but uh, LRH388, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Mickey Coates, okay. who asked the question. For some positivity, can we hear it for our boy, Dustin Hopkins, who was three for three on field goals in the rain yesterday? Happy for him. Can always be happy for the kick man. Yeah, kick man. Kick man having success on other teams. Yeah. We loved him when he was here and hope he has continued success. Just uh, not against us. Just not against us. Yeah. That's what we're asking. Yeah. Great, great comment there, Mickey Coates. Thank Thanks, you Mickey. for pointing it out. Let's move it on now to OM Run, who asked the question. Is the best thing about this weekend that we're not the Giants, Bengals, or Steelers? If not the best, then the most comforting? I'm hugging myself with 40-0, given how bad I wanted Dayball for head coach. Let's uh, take what we can get. I know improved offense, but it has such a sting. Herbert could be Superman and still lose on the sideline. Yeah, he, it, Justin and the offense did everything in their power. Yeah, they really did. They didn't get that final, the final two minute drive, but you can't you can't rely on that after they've. We only punted points. twice in that game. Yeah, it, it's it is at least mildly comforting knowing that we're not the only zero and one team. First of all, half the league, half the, half the league is zero and one. Yeah. The Bills, and, the yeah, Chiefs. Some of the teams lost pretty miraculously. Like in a way that was like mind blowing that they lost, you know, 40 to zero. That's tough to come back from the very least. We were competitive. We were in it. We just had some mistakes that didn't go our way. So there's a lot more to be excited about. There's so much to be excited. about. It's easy to look at the negatives. Yeah. But try and rest on the positives a little bit because we did some good things. There's some good things still with this team and it's not a total loss season. No, first game. Yeah. OM Run, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Julio Shameless Optimist Camacho and shout out to Hank Zilla. But you both are in the same vein. I'm going with Julio who asks the question. Hello, bitches. Long time listener. First time Ask Bolt fan poster. I've been a Charger fan for like 25 years now and I've been through hell and back with this team. However, I have and will always be an Optimus Prime instead of a Negatron. So I'll <laughs> give some silver lining to this Sunday's game. Number one, Rashawn Slater is a motherfucking wall on the blind side. <laughs> Number two, offense ranked first in EPA per play at .308. I have no idea what that means, but I hear it's good. <laughs> offense also ranked first in PFF rush grade, 83.3 rush yards before contact, 88 and 17 runs for first down. Shout out Eric Smith for these stats. My. <laughs> we ran for 20, 234 motherfucking yards, which means the preseason was not a fluke. My. JC Jackson, what the f**k did he f**k? Sorry, sorry. That was a Negatron, not Optimum Prime. I apologize. I digress. I don't know what the word means, but it felt right. 
I will stay positive because I feel that there were some great positive signs from this game that we can look forward for the rest of the season on offense. And I'm excited to see what the rest of the season with Herbert and the Kellen offense. Finally, my questions for the shamelessly positive pod. By the way, my Twitter handle is in honor of you guys. How do you guys stay positive after the difficult losses? I personally stay off the Negatron hellscape that is Twitter. Take some time away from football and media stuff, and in a couple of days, I'm bolting the fuck up again. KW, bye. Wow, certified fresh. I, I've seen your name before. That's why I, didn't I think, think Julio. I believe is on our Patreon. Okay. I've seen Julio's name. I think you'll see him at the on the tail of this oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, um, yeah, dude, keep this shit coming. Oh. Chef's kiss. Some chef's kiss stats to hold, to hold on to. Folks. I don't know what that means. I don't know what, I don't know what it means. We like them. <laughs> We're first. Good. We're first. I'm glad I'm not Get the only it. one that feels that way when I hear these PFF stats. Like, <laughs> We're ranked first in that? Cool. What does hey. that mean? Um, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, one of the best ways to be shamelessly positive after a game like that is go to sleep. When we got back to the Airbnb, these two boys... Out like a light. I was out to bed at 5 p.m. and woke up at 7 a.m. Yeah. It's hard to be negative when you're sleeping. When you're sleeping. <laughs> and anything can happen when you're sleeping. So, and this, this is how I get positive. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my own thoughts. I'm grumpy. And I'm looking at your goofy ass faces and making me laugh all night. Like this makes me happy. Sending pictures to Kevin of how he was. <laughs> Sleeping. I fell asleep like this. Hold on. I'll <laughs> and I sent a picture to Kyle, or I took a picture of Kyle too, and he was asleep. Looked like somebody like balled him up and like threw him into the couch. <laughs> he was like, like Peter Griffin when he like falls down the stairs. Like he was just. I literally felt like a fell asleep like this. With his hand on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassed. It's like I was like shamed in my sleep. <laughs> we were watching, I, got, I got Kyle. I don't know if we'll show this one. We'll save that one. <laughs> we were watching Talladega Nights, and Kevin was snoring like immediately as soon as I turned it on. Oh. So that's one way to stay shamelessly positive or deal with Just a big sleep. loss. Sleep through it, but uh, wake up feeling better. And honestly, there's a lot of people in the Bolt fan community that. Stay shamelessly positive in moments like this. I got to shout out Herbie's mama. Herbie's mama, I don't know if you're listening or not. I don't know if you're a fan of the show, but I, I, when I go to Twitter and I see your handle, I know that you've got something real positive in your back pocket. So I love your tweets. Keep that up. And if you're not following Herbie's mama, I highly recommend it because she is my shameless positivity in the sea of darkness that is Twitter. So. Well, and for me, like, cause it's just the Twitter... Today was a great day for me to figure out who I wanted to follow. The Twitter giveth and the Twitter taketh away. There were people saying some stuff that like I just fully didn't agree with and the way they said it yeah. was very childish and not cool. Yeah. And that's who I know to who to I want to Who to stick with. around with, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. If that that's a positive way of looking at today. Go see who you don't who's saying stuff you don't appreciate. <laughs> who's yeah, yeah, if you don't like what they're saying, just block them. Yeah, it's the block. It's so easy. It's a feature for that. Yeah. There's an app for that. It's a nice feature. Yeah. yeah. So Julio, shamelessly positive, or shameless po optimist Camacho and Hank Zilla, thank you guys for Appreciate asking the guys. question. Let's move it on now to Athir Kadir. Athir. Kadir. Who asked the question? Sorry. Right, That's my fault. It's okay. <laughs> Step up on us. <clears throat> Charge it, chat. First, love you, my guys, baby. Now to my question. Coach, this is for you. 
Week two, we play Tennessee. Do you see Coach Staley make my dream come true and put seven in the box to force the Titans to beat us with pass or not? Love you, Coach. Thanks, FTR Herbert, 23 MVP, Bolt Super Bowl champs, baby. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Coach, do we see Coach Staley make the dream come true, putting seven in the box to force the Titans to beat us with the pass? No. No? <laughs> uh-huh. No. I mean, we played the Titans last year, and they were – they were they looked good with the same running game, same coach, same yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do it then. So I don't see why we would sh- change things up now. Um, but I, there will be an emphasis. Obviously, there's gonna be an emphasis and there's gonna be keys that take you to the box faster, but right. Um, that's just not what we do. We don't put seven in the box. And the whole idea is that Derwin James is that seventh in the box because he can get in there so fast. Mm. Um, so I think last point. week I it, it felt like I saw a lot of JT Woods and Alohi up top with Derwin down in the box. Yeah. Um, I think this week you don't see that because then that's you still have six in the box, one of them being Derwin. I think you have six in the box plus Derwin up high, probably coming down a little bit quicker. So mm-hmm. um, but no, I don't think you're you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a f- a four three look. Though that third linebacker is gonna be Derwin up at 70 yards. Yeah. Well, I mean, arguably the best person on that Titans team is going to be Derrick Henry. Yeah. And so to if we if we can Stop hold Derrick Henry to You're not going to have a, a passing game like what we just ran into. Right. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to be the same thing. Yeah. So, um it'll be interesting to see though what what how they we, end up how we, how we handle it, yeah. how we respond after this week. So, uh Athir Kadir, thank you, buddy, for asking the question. Let's move on now to Friar Bolt. Who asked the question? Well, needless to say, fellas, that kind of sucked. <laughs> Even with 147 left and two timeouts only down by two, we had a chance to win. It's only week one, fellas. The defense will clean up, clean it up, and the offense looks strong. I'm honestly more anxious to get the next game started and just sweep this loss under the rug and move on from it. Anyways, my question is, what are some of your favorite fantasy football names this year? Mine is kicked in the dicker because that's the way the Chargers make me feel after a loss. Please tell me another better fantasy name pun to use other than dicker. LMAO, both up, K. Love you, bye. Nice. <clears throat> kicked in the dicker. That's a good one. <laughs> have you, you guys have seen uh, Tropic Thunder, right? Uh-huh. Yes, big ass, <laughs> big yes. ass, big ass TDs. Yeah, that's that's one of my names. Ah, good Blowing to know. Forest, um, and then <laughs> I'm a big John Carpenter fan. Yes, so I got Snake Blitzkin is my. That's a good name. one. Um, those are the two that come to my mind. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of some off the top of my head. You know, Rainbow Sherbert. If you got Herbert on your team, it's that's a good one. Uh, Or some other good. There's got to be some other good names for like some of the players. There used to be like a lot of like open the gates and 
like there's right. a lot of rivers yeah. and gates ones but those yeah really apply much any, any longer yeah those are the old school fantasy football names that's how long we've been playing folks yes. we've been playing fantasy football since the arts um, <laughs> i just looked at i've i've officially yahoo keeps track of all the fantasy games you've played i think i've played like 680 or 690 games how many have you lost <laughs> I'm over 500. 599. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm well over. I think I'm closer to like 60% wins. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Well, folks, uh, if you've got some funny fantasy football please names, put them down please here. put them down in the comments. It's late for us. It's hard to be funny when it's late. Yeah. Long, we just flew all the way home just a few minutes ago. I'm tired. And boy, Sorry, our arms tired. <laughs> so, we will be back with more energy shortly. I, I promise. Yes. Yeah. All right. Friar Bolt. Thank you for asking the question. And we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Jeebs. The D is silent. Who asked the question? Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. God damn it, motherfucker. Fire all these motherfuckers. Trade Herbert, trade Bosa, trade all these motherfuckers. I'm motherfucking sick and I'm motherfucking tired. I'm motherfucking sick and tired. <laughs> Attack the touchdown. I ate back the touchdown. I thought we made a football move, man, but whatever. The replay <laughs> in that stadium is the real crime. It's just bad, man. Oh, on a high note, I saw the guys, man. I saw the Charger Chat guys. Yeah, man, it was crazy cool, man. We even took one of those selfie things, man. Bulldog just kind of like popped out from behind someone and like a peek booed the shit out of me, bro. <laughs> it was awesome, man. Just saying there's some good there's the, that came out of Sunday, man. Motherfucker, motherfucker. Maybe you're motherfucking right. Okay, motherfucker, you win. I'm back in, motherfucker, but I got some questions. When is this defensive guru going to start guruing? Because damn, motherfucker, <laughs> I know Tyreek is fast, but God damn it, motherfucker, what happened to stuffing them at the line and throwing off the timing? Motherfucker. I know, I know. All right, motherfucker, when will all three of those charge chat motherfuckers be at a game again? I got to go. This motherfucking team is going to be the death of me. Sam Jack's out, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And fuck the motherfucking Raiders. <laughs> and they're in first place, which doesn't matter right now, but it still pisses me off, motherfucker. <laughs> Can't love you by God damn it. Be shameless and positive, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you made yourself laugh I peak <laughs> it was funny i was like i was sitting, i think i might have been talking to kevin and like just out of the corner of my eye i just see that mountain of a man that is jeeves sauntering through thunder alley and i like i kind of do that like sideways like look at him and like <laughs> i'm like i just start pointing at him he doesn't make eye contact with me i just point at him just waiting for him to look at me and as soon as he makes eye contact i'm like jeeves <laughs> Oh, get your ass over here. Oh, my God. So good to see you, Jeeves. At yeah, Thunder Alley, that, was, man. that was so fun. Put a huge smile on my face to see you, bud. Um, but yes, as far as your question, <laughs> yes. Uh, when is the defensive guru going to start guruing? Because, yeah, soon. Hopefully. I hope this is just a long game he's playing. He's looking yeah. incompetent, doesn't know what he's doing. And next thing you know, he attacks. With guru, like, quickness and he's, agileness. He's at the poker table. He's hiding his cards, and he throws out a bluff or something like that. He lays down a 7-2. <laughs> 
Take that, bitches. <laughs> yeah. He lays out a 7 2. It doesn't quite work out, but he sets the pace yeah. Yeah, for future games to come. Right. No, this is that the- you're going to think it's a bluff. Oh, it ain't a bluff. Are we good at defense? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't- put, put, put your chips down Can if you want to play see. football. I'm not sure. <laughs> Only time will tell. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Verdict uh. is out. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, Jeeves. <laughs> thank you for asking the question. And thank you, everybody, for asking questions and Ask Bolt fam. It's, you know, it's tough to put on a smile after a loss, especially when we were there live to see it in person. Uh, but time heals all wounds. And truly, every every one of you that has said something nice really makes our day. We Believe me, it's hard to go through Twitter, but we do. And every one of you that has reached out or said something positive, we appreciate it so much. It's, Makes our day better for sure. I, I just, I like being around positive people, man. There's just more fun to be around. Yeah, just yeah. a fact. Yeah. So that is going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any any final thoughts, gentlemen? I had an amazing time with you guys at the game. Yes, like I was telling this when Kyle left early, um, had to get home to his kiddos. I was like, we were sitting there like, I miss Kyle. Yeah. Like, we're all together. Short. We're together for these short periods of time. It's and so we, short. It, it's, it's just over enough. before you know it. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I missed you, bro. And I'm glad we got to have an awesome weekend and yeah, a couple bad fun. hours at the end, but everything, it was worth it. Yeah. I'll do it all over again. 100%. And then to answer Jeeves' second question, we're oh, going geez. to the Broncos game, <laughs> okay, is what I think. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. The I had a last thought. Yes. No, that's good. The next home game. Was yeah, we're definitely, yeah. The Broncos game in December, in that December. is the plan. That's our hope. Yeah, that's the hope. That's the dream. And hopefully that will all come to fruition. But uh, yes, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye, motherfucker. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> love you. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Did your football team have a bad game on Sunday? Got a player that needs a hard reset? Then come on down to Reset the Vet. We take those vets, put them under our shirts, blow on them, and they're good as new. So if you've got a glitchy vet that just ain't playing like they used to, then come on down to Reset the Vet and get your vet playing right today. Warning, if your vet's over to season-ending injury, more blowing may be required. Not guaranteed in states that have the letter A in the name. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.